This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans, to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilbur back with you and ready to go for another great episode this week. Of course, uh, you know, a lot of sports to recap and some interviews to jam-pack in this week's episode as well. So kick back, relax, and get ready to enjoy this week's episode. Now, you might be saying, well, what are you going to talk about this week? Are you kidding me? There is so much uh, coming your way here this week. Uh, We've got some state volleyball to talk about here in just a little bit. Also, of course, uh, the NTL Boys and Girls Soccer All-Stars were announced, and of course, cross-country action wrapping up last weekend in Hershey as well for the state cross-country meet. Now, what's coming up this week on the interview side? Well, as I just mentioned before a little bit ago, the Boys and Girls Soccer All-Stars have been announced. We've got an all-star lineup on the soccer side this week, pretty much a soccer-heavy episode for the NTL now podcast this week as we will have girls coach of the year Gary Haley of Y Losing. also coming up we will have the boys coach of the year Todd Fitch from Wellsboro and the offensive player of the year on the girls side from Wellsboro Kara Clymer as well so that is your lineup of great interviews coming your way this week and of course a big thanks to all of them uh, for being able to be a part of the podcast here uh, this week as well now let's start with some state volleyball uh, recapping shall we because we still have one area team remaining in the state volleyball ranks. That, of course, the Canton Lady Warriors. Uh, Last week, of course, we had the opportunity to talk with Canton senior Carmaya Martell. The Lady Warriors, they go out, they handle business last week. They defeat uh, Galton for the District 4 championship, and now they find themselves into the state tournament this week. Uh, They had a matchup with Blue Ridge this past Tuesday night uh, on their home floor. I guess that's uh, how the state tournament it's going to run things this year for the most part uh, probably until like the state finals where uh, the team on the top side of the bracket uh, will be the hosting team but yes Canton got to host District 2 champion Blue Ridge on Tuesday night and the Lady Warriors wasting no time uh, advancing on to the quarterfinal round as the Lady Warriors would sweep Blue Ridge uh, three games to none in that action uh, on Tuesday night and for the Lady Warriors uh, you know there was uh, maybe a little bit of hesitation uh, in the uh, early part of that one but uh, once the Warriors kind of settled in and got things rolling I mean they really started rolling on it Tuesday night as uh, you know they got some big performances uh, out of Carmaya Martel also uh, Annie Giotti uh, with a good night as well uh, for Canton but uh, you know as I said they swept the three sets uh, Canton won the first one 25-16 Uh, 25-16 in the second one. But the third set is where the Canton Lady Warriors really uh, took control of this one and really exerted dominance as they would get going out to a 7-1 lead to start. Eventually uh, would extend their lead to 10 as they would lead 12-2 at one point and then even as much as 12 as they would be up 18-6 at one point in the third set. However, uh, you know, Blue Ridge would cut the deficit a little bit, but uh, after that, Canton would basically just take the stranglehold on it and uh, the Canton Lady Warriors would then end the uh, third set on a 5-0 run and they would win the final set uh, 25 to 8 so yes congratulations uh, going out to the Canton Lady Warriors as they now are on to the state quarterfinals that'll be coming up on Saturday Uh, they are going to be on the road taking on District 11 champion Marion Catholic that will be at uh, Marion Catholic High School coming up Saturday uh, I believe 2 o'clock 
is the time uh, for that matchup uh, quickly here. Uh, I'll do a quick little search and uh, get that uh, specific time for you. I want to say 2 o'clock. It could be 2.30, but, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll kind of roll with that here uh, in the early going. But, yes, uh, you know, for the most part, though, just uh, congratulations to the Lady Warriors on a great season uh, that they're having so far. And, uh, yes, that will be 2 o'clock coming up on Saturday. Now, also, I uh, want to give some uh, accolades as well to the North Penn Liberty Lady Mountaineers. Uh, congratulations to them as, you know, they wrapped up the five-peat for the AA title. That's right. They've won the District 4 AA title now five years in a row. Now, unfortunately, you know, due to circumstances out of their control, uh, they were unable to go to the state tournament. You know, that's kind of uh, a whole other issue in general, you know, but uh, they were able to at least compete for the district championship. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't allowed to uh, go and compete for states, but uh, kudos to the Lady Mountaineers uh, for their great season as well as they uh, wrap up the 5P and actually kind of circling back uh, to the Canton Lady Warriors. They actually uh, wrapped up a 4P this year in District 4 Class A, so four straight championships for them. So as you can tell, both of those programs have had a good stranglehold on the District 4 volleyball uh, scene, I guess you should say, uh, for these last few years. But uh, again, just to quickly recap, yes, Canton Volleyball, Saturday, 2 o'clock, District 11 champion Marion Catholic uh, down at Marion Catholic High School in Tamaqua. That is the Warriors' next step on in the uh, state volleyball tournament. Now also uh, last weekend, we had more uh, cross-country action this past weekend as well as the uh, state cross-country runners would get things going down in Hershey. Of course, they would run, I believe, last Saturday uh, was the time for uh, all of that uh, cross-country action uh, to be run down in Hershey. And, uh, you know, the, the Northern Tier League with a pretty good uh, showing down at the uh, state cross-country meet, of course, on the girls' side. Uh, Melanie Shumway from Northeast Bradford with a really good showing uh, for the Lady Panthers. Shumway, just a freshman. I mean, she's got a great future in front of her. Now, of course, last week also, uh, we had the opportunity to talk with head coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing. The Rams go down. They have themselves a pretty solid performance uh, at States as well. The Wyalusing Lady Rams as a team uh, would finish eighth in the state. So congratulations to the Lady Rams on a great showing uh, down in Hershey for that. And, of course, uh, on the boys' side for Wyalusing, uh, Zion Loudermilch uh, with a great showing down at States as well as he would actually bring home a state medal uh, for the boys' side. So, you know, talking with Coach Schools last week, I mean, he was really uh, excited to get this group uh, both on the girls' side and, uh, you know, the guys individually who would be running down there to uh, get them down there get some experience and, uh, you know, just kind of get their eyes opened. And, uh, you know, for the girls, hey, that's a great uh, finish out of all the teams in the state to uh, come away with the eighth place finish. So uh, congratulations to the Rams, uh, to the uh, guys, the girls, and, of course, uh, Coach Schools on another great and successful cross-country season. So, <laughs> man, it's just uh, crazy to think that, I mean, here we are already pretty much the uh, end of the fall season. We have no clue what's coming up yet for winter sports but uh, I mean it's just great to see you know that even in this time of COVID uh, we, we're still getting all these great performances out of all of our athletes uh, no matter what the sport is and uh, the NTL representing well here in the fall seasons but uh, as we continue on here of course as I said it's going to be a pretty busy and jam-packed uh, soccer podcast this week uh, so looking forward to uh, hearing from uh, the boys coach of the year Todd Fitch from Wellsboro That'll be coming up in uh, just a little while. Also, we will talk with the girls player of the year from uh, Wellsboro as well. Well, she's not the player of the year, offensive player of the year. Uh, in uh, Kara Clymer. That'll be on the horizon too. And of course, uh, you know, we will talk with uh, Girls Coach of the Year as well, Gary Haley. That's on the horizon as well. So, yes, we've got all that coming up, but we're actually going to talk about the all star teams coming your way here in just a short. So, we're going to step aside. We'll come back and uh, talk about the NTL Soccer All Stars. We'll get them some recognition. So, that's coming up after this quick timeout as we thank our good friends from Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town, it's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. 
it's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Welcome back to this week's edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber here with you, and thank you again for tuning in, no matter how you are doing it, whether you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or uh, even the ntlsports.com website, downloading it from there. Regardless, thanks again to all of you for tuning in. Now, before we went into the commercial break, of course, I told you, you know, it is time to give some recognition to the uh, soccer all-stars here in the Northern Tier League. And, of course, uh, we will start with the girls' soccer all-star team. These uh, nominations and awards came out uh, earlier this week. Of course, as I said, uh, Coach of the Year was Gary Haley of Wyalusing. Player of the Year, Emma Rowe from Athens. Offensive Player of the Year, and whom we will hear from later, Kara Clymer of Wellsboro. And the Defensive Player of the Year this year was Emmy Ward of Troy. Now, Emmy, of course, uh, attends Canton, but with the soccer co-op, uh, she is able to play for the Lady Trojans. All right, now, on the first-team selection side for the forwards, Emma Rowe of Athens and Nicole McClellan from Troy, Kara Clymer of Wellsboro, Haley Jane of Wyalusing. Midfielders this year were Hannah Blackman of Athens, Olivia Sparbani of Tawanda, Camille McRoberts of Troy, Chelsea Hungerford of Williamson. Defensively, Hannah Walker of Athens, Portia Bennett of Tawanda, Emmy Ward and Lacey Hinman from Troy were the uh, other defenders and the goalie this year was Aaron Barrett of Tawanda. Second team select uh, on the uh, forward side, Kiara Toman of Northeast Bradford, Mira Nelson of Tawanda, Mira Nielsen, excuse me, of Tawanda, Addison Parker of Troy, Jenna Boyce of Wellsboro, Olivia Haley of Wyalusing. Midfielders, Jason Nelson of North Penn Mansfield, Allie Toman of Athens, Kelsey Cowles of Northeast Bradford, Taylor Williams of Troy, Layla Botts of Wyalusing. Defensively uh, was Kaylee Toman of Northeast Bradford, Sage Greenland of Tawanda, Charlie Slusser of Williamson, Scout Abel of Williamson, Kenzie Miller of Wyalusing, and Pearl O'Connor of Wyalusing was the second team goalie. So congratulations going out to all of our NTL girls soccer all-stars this year. Let's head to the boys side of the soccer all-stars this year, shall we? And of course, uh, on the boys side, coach of the year this year, also whom we will hear from later, Todd Fitch of Wellsboro. Player of the year this year and all-state selection as well was Will Poirier of Wellsboro. Offensive and defensive players of the year, we had co players on the offensive side as Caden Mann of Wellsboro and Mason Huey of Sayre were your co-offensive players of the year and on the defensive side Zach Singer of Wellsboro and Daniel Wright of Tawanda were the co-defensive players of the year as well. Alright, first team selections on the boys side let's go to the forwards Nate Quinn of Athens, Jack Poyer of Wellsboro, Joseph Grab of Wellsboro and Caden Mann of Wellsboro. On the midfielder side, Taylor Nelson of North Penn Liberty, Mason Huey of Sayre, Wyatt Hudlowski of Troy, Will Poirier of Wellsboro. Uh, round out the midfielders. Defensively, Landon Lance of Athens, Daniel Wright of Tawanda, Zach Singer of Wellsboro, Zach Rowland of Wellsboro, and the goalie for the first team was Ethan Ryan, also of Wellsboro. Second team selections this year, Caden Alexander of North Penn Liberty, Brandon Kuhn of Northeast Bradford, Cody Van Buthsen of Sayre, and Logan Lambert of Tawanda, your second team forwards. Second team midfielders, Travis Raynard of Athens, Tyler Chambers of Athens, Braden Post of Sayre, Nick Place of Tawanda, and Caleb Morgan of Williamson round out the midfielders. Defenders on the second team, Jason Gao of Athens, Zach Hoffman of North Penn Liberty, Wei Yang Wong of Sayre, and Connor Faust of Troy, also uh, your uh, defenders there. For the Trojans, uh, let's see here. Jonathan Wetzel of Wellsboro, also uh, second-team defender. And, of course, uh, on the goalie side, Asher Ellis of Athens, 
the second team goalie for the boys side. So congratulations again to all of our 2020 NTL boys and girls soccer all-stars. And of course, uh, as of the time of this recording so far, uh, Wellsboro's Will Poirier, the only all-state selection so far on the soccer side. Now, as we continue with this week's NTL Now podcast, folks, I'm telling you, stick around. If you are a soccer fan, I had the opportunity to sit down with a lot of great soccer personalities uh, in the NTL this week. As I said, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, head coach Todd Fitch of Wellsboro, the boys coach of the year, and also the girls offensive player of the year from Wellsboro, Kara Clymer. But as we continue the podcast up next, we're going to talk with the NTL girls soccer coach of the year that's right gary haley of wyalusi kicks us off next that comes your way after this quick timeout right here on the ntl now podcast you've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family but the patience to teach them just isn't there that's why you call max driving academy in canton max driving academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road that's max driving academy call tim mackinich today 570-404-7815 or for more information visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like max driving academy on facebook that's max driving academy canton And welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And of course, you know, as I've been saying throughout that uh, this week going to be a jam-packed uh, soccer episode this week and of course you can't have uh, you know all this recognition for all of the uh, NTL soccer awards and not have the girls coach of the year this year and uh, joined now by head coach Gary Haley from the Lady Rams of Wyalusing and coach Haley thank you so much for taking some time here on the podcast this week. Hello, Shane. How you doing? Well, Gary, you know, it's just uh, an honor to have you here this week. And, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before this interview. And uh, for you, kind of uh, new territory this year, uh, jumping into uh, coaching the, the girls' varsity soccer ranks. Now, of course, you know, you've been uh, a little experienced uh, doing the youth, but uh, probably a whole new experience now jumping into uh, the varsity side of things. Yeah, certainly the varsity side of things is a little bit more competitive. Um, than the youth, let's just put it that way. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. So, you know, I mean, uh, you take the uh, the job itself, and now, you know, you've got uh, a season to prepare for. I mean, what's going through your mind as you get uh, ready to start uh, this first season of yours? Well, I was hired back, I guess it was in May. Uh, an opportunity came up to uh, uh, take the coaching position, and I thought about it, and then I eventually jumped on the opportunity, and uh you know, the first part of the year, we didn't even know if we were going to have a season. Uh, so, of course, we were really worried about that. And then uh, finally we got approved to start preseason practices. And we did about, I don't know, about five or six weeks of preseason practices. Had a great, great preseason. You know, we had 14 girls out for the team. And, you know, the girls were showing up every Tuesday and Thursday. And they were working really hard. And we were really excited about the season, you know. But then as the season got a little bit closer, of course, there was talk about not even having a season. So that was, you know what I mean? That was pretty tough on, on the coaches and also the girls, you know, the thought of, you know, putting in that time and then not even having a season. And then, uh, of course, the season was pushed back a week, and then, you know, we were able to go with the season. So, you know, certainly the season, you know, it been nice to play outside of the league a little bit, uh, but getting any type of season was, you know what I mean, certainly better than, you know, what the alternative was. I mean, were you familiar with uh, a lot of the girls on this team? I mean, did you have to, you know, have some, like, preseason Zoom meetings and stuff just to kind of start the uh, the team bonding and everything? I mean, how did you uh, kind of incorporate yourself into this? Well, you know, being a teacher at Wyalusing, I, I knew the girls because I've had them in class. Uh, but as far as on the soccer field, you know, that was new. There were some of the, the uh, girls who were sophomores uh, who I would coached in youth soccer. You know, but the girls who were juniors and seniors, you know, as far as my, you know, my soccer knowledge about them, aside from taking in, you know, to I mean home games, you know, the previous couple seasons, you know, was was really pretty limited. But uh, the preseason that we were able to have and have practice in July and, and August, you know, allowed allowed me and Coach Alvarez, you know, to get to know the girls a little bit better and uh, kind of build a relationship with them and to find out what their strengths and weaknesses. Um, were and 
we're, what we're going to have to work on throughout the season. Now, your season starts, uh, you know, a little up and down. Obviously, you know, you get some wins in there. Uh, your schedule is kind of front-loaded a little bit uh, as well. I mean, you suffer some big losses to, uh, you know, eventual uh, league champions, uh, Athens and or Wellsboro as well in there. I mean, how do you keep uh, team morale high after, uh, you know, you, you take big losses to Athens and Wellsboro early? Well, you know... We knew coming into the season, you know, Athens, you know, everybody knows Athens soccer um, and what they're all about. You know, uh, you know, we haven't had a competitive game with Athens in, geez, I don't know how many years, you know. So we knew the Athens game was going to be a tough game. Uh, Wellsboro, you know, surprised us a little bit, you know. But even in the Wellsboro game, um, I believe the score was one-to-one. Uh, at the end of the first half, and then the second half, we we kind of broke a little bit. Um, but, you know, Coach Alvarez, who's my assistant coach, you know, we talked to the girls about, you know, the biggest thing we expect from them and the biggest thing in building a program is, you know, obviously you got to have skill and talent and stuff like that. But, you know, we told the girls, you know, we, we want you to compete for 80 minutes. You know, every single game you got to compete. doesn't matter what the score is. doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. You know, just compete. You know, do your best for 80 minutes. And then the outcome of the game, whatever it is, it is. And um, after the Wellsboro game, you know, I, I think the girls kind of thought about that and took it in because the Athens game, you know, we lost to them. It was a tough game, but we lost one to nothing. And I think that was a big turning point in our season because I think the girls started realizing that, number one, you know, to be competitive with the teams like Athens and Wellsboro and Troy, you know what I mean, some of the perennial powers – in the league, you know, it, it takes you, you know, 80 minutes of hard playing and effort to be competitive with those teams because, you know, you play a good half and then the second half you don't play well, you're going to get blown out. And uh, so I think the Athens game really, we learned a lot from that game and the Wellsboro game as well. You know, we learned that you got to play for 80 minutes, you know, playing for a half is not going to suffice. You know, so we challenge the girls to play for 80 minutes, put 80 minutes together and see what happens. And well, the girls responded really well. I would say the, the response and uh, the words definitely, uh, you know, fell on them and they definitely accepted the challenge because, you know, you get Athens for a second time around and, uh, you know, the home field advantage works for you and you end up uh, pulling out the win uh, over the Lady Wildcats. Now, I got to assume, I mean, that was a, a pretty big kickstart as far as, you know, the push for uh, the rest of the regular season and eventually uh, what would lead to a district playoff berth. Yeah, the Athens game, like I mentioned, that you know, second Athens game, first Athens game was a turning point because I think the girls started believing in themselves, and then the second Athens game, you know, we just put it together and we played really, really well um, and hung in there. And I think the uh, score of that game ended up being two to one, and you know, that was a huge win because the girls realized for the first time, really, you know, I think it was just a few years ago, I think we got beat by Athens like nineteen to nothing. And uh, I think the girls realized that, hey, you know, we can compete with, with any of the teams in the NTL. And like I said, that was our, our goal at the beginning of the season. We want to just go out and be able to compete. You know, if you can compete with teams, then you can start to beat those teams. And, uh, you know, second time around against Athens, we were able to do that. And that was, like I said, that was huge for, I think, our program in general, you know, uh, moving forward into the next season. And like you said, even into the playoffs and the end of the regular season. You know, it was a big win. As you look at, uh, you know, the success that the team had, obviously, you know, you get uh, honored with the Coach of the Year honors this year on the girls' side. I mean, you know, for a first-time coach like yourself, I mean, for your peers to, like, look at you and, and see the job that you and your assistant coaches uh, did, you know, turning this program around this year, I mean, is that a, a humbling thing for you this year? Oh, definitely. Um Actually, you know, this was my first year coaching and I was going to games and I was meeting coaches for the first time. And, you know, what really impressed me about the coaches in our league is they're all really good, good guys, uh, good people, good coaches. Um, you know, they're willing to help. I was asking coaches, uh, I think our first game against Northeast Bradford, Coach Thoman, I was talking to him and I must have asked him probably 10 questions. You know about okay, how do you, 
how do you set up for the game? You know, as far as keeping this book and keeping this and doing this and doing that, what do you do? What do I need to do? You know, and you know, uh, all the coaches in the league were really, really helpful. All right. In that sense, such great recognition uh, for this lady Ram squad. I mean, you had Haley Jane who was uh, honored with first team honors, uh, obviously uh, then uh, Olivia, Layla, Pearl, Kenzie, they all get uh, second team honors as well. I mean, that's got to make you feel good to uh, share, you know, all this type of recognition, uh, not only, uh, you know, with your coaches, but uh, also to see, you know, your team getting that type of respect as well. Yeah, it, you know, it's always happy whenever the girls get recognized. We had some other girls who were, you know what I mean, wish would have, I wish I I wish they would have been on there as well, you know what I mean? But, you know, you only have so many so many slots there. But, you know, it's certainly nice whenever, you know, the girls get recognized. And, you know, really, you know, some of the girls who are playing defense, you know, they don't they don't oftentimes get that recognition because they're not the goal scorers. Actually, one of the things that we did this year is, um, you know, I tried to incorporate a player of the game, you know what I mean? The, the team decided on who was the player of the game because, you know, oftentimes, you know, the people who score all the goals are the ones who get, you know, their names in the paper and stuff like that. And then you have some, sometimes your midfielders or your defenders or just somebody who really steps up and does an excellent job. And we wanted to, you know, take that uh, time to recognize them. So we kind of, you know, created our own little player of the game. All right. We decided that, uh, you know, at the end of each game, you know what I mean, who got, who got that award. So, yeah, so anytime they get recognition, you know, being an NTL All-Star, you know, obviously is, you know, for a soccer player, you know, that is a big deal. You know, that's where you really get your recognition. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the Emmy Award uh, girl, the Emma Row, you know what I mean, being, being nominated to All-State. And, you know what I mean, those are, you know what I mean, those, those are big deals, those accolades. Season one for you has wrapped up, uh, you know, a district playoff berth. Uh, obviously, you know, the season ends uh, with the loss to Northumberland Christian. Uh, Gary, I'm curious, you know, what did you learn uh, as far as, you know, what you need to improve upon or what uh, things you can now uh, take into season two as you look forward to the off season and heading towards next year? Um, actually, I, I think, you know, our girls, we've got to get together more. Um, you know, if we can do some off-season training, uh, playing some uh, travel ball and some club ball, I think that really is is the key because when we get into those playoffs, it just seems like you know some of the teams that you know at least at least for me this year, you know Northumberland Christian, you know their girls, you know they were really solid. Um, not only did they play hard and be, and they were physical, but they were also, you know, experienced and talented. And moving into next year, you know, Coach Alvarez and I were already talking about, you know, what we need to do, uh, you know, playing indoor leagues, um, getting the girls signed up, getting them playing indoor, getting them, you know, playing travel or, or hooked up with a club and doing those kinds of things because the more experienced the girls are going to get, you know, the better off we're going to be. And if we want to get over that hump, um, you know, the girls are going to have to do that. So trying to provide some opportunities where the girls can get some extra playing in. And the girls seem to be responding pretty well. We put a feeler out and, you know, a lot of the girls are very interested in, in doing some extra, extra playing. So we're excited about it. Well, now that leads me into uh, my final question then. Uh, how does uh, the future of this program stack up? I mean, kind of give me uh, a little insight uh, into the Lady Rams roster. I mean, are you a, a fairly young team, kind of built around a, a sophomore kind of junior class? I mean, what's the, what's the future looking like uh, roster-wise for this Lady Rams team? Well, we only have two seniors. Haley Jane, obviously, you know, she's uh, been a big-time goal scorer for us over the next – over the last several years, so she's going to be missed. And and Callie Bennett, you know, uh, she's been a four-year starter for us. Uh, she's going to be missed. But those are the only two seniors that we have, uh, Haley and Callie. Um, we have quite a few uh, juniors. I think there's like six juniors that we have on the team. So they make up a pretty good group, and they're going to be seniors next year. Um, so, you know, losing Haley and Callie are going to be big, but we seem to have – I think we have 11 returning letter winners will be returning next year and then we have some girls in the eighth grade who will be moving up next year who you know who 
you know, we've uh, Mario and I have coached for a number of years, and they do a little bit of extra playing, playing some travel ball and some club ball. So they'll be moving up. So we're pretty excited about about the future and the direction of the of the program. Um, but I also know, you know, uh, a lot of the other teams in the NTL seem to be young too, and seem to be having some good players coming up as well. Uh, I know Troy doesn't graduate very many. I know Athens graduates some, you know, but Athens is always solid. And you know, you look at some of these other teams like um, Williamson. I know they have some good young girls and Tawanda. You know, just all the teams in the NTL. The Northeast is young. They only have a few seniors, and like I said, I could go on and on, but it seems like the league is pretty young, so, you know, we're excited about the future, but at the same time, it's going to be pretty competitive down the road as well. Coach Gary Haley, I got to tell you, congratulations on uh, being voted Coach of the Year. Congratulations uh, to your girls on a uh, very successful season that included a District 4 playoff berth and, uh, you know, continued success along the way, and uh, good luck to you and the coaching staff as you continue to build this uh, y Losing program. Okay, thank you, Shane. I appreciate it. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, the NTL Soccer All-Star teams have been announced on both the boys' and girls' side. And, of course, it gives me great pleasure this week to welcome in the voted NTL Boys Coach of the Year on the boys' soccer side, head coach Todd Fitch from the Wellsboro Soccer Program. And, Coach, thank you so much for taking some time this week for the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. I mean, you had to just be that coach after looking at the all-star rosters and everything, saying to himself, huh, I got a pretty good year ahead of me here. You know, I got, uh, you know, the player of the year. I've got uh, all-stars all over the field. I mean, I'm looking at a pretty good season, right? I mean, you woke up this summer saying that to yourself. Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've kind of had our eye on this group, you know, since they were, they were young. And um, they were with us in 2017, a lot of, well, these seniors. Um, when when the the team was able to win the the Class A district title, so you know we've we've kind of had them in our in the back of our mind and um, what they've done on their own in the off season, you know, just just a tremendous credit to them. Uh, and how they've developed even on their own. All joking aside, because obviously there's a lot that goes in uh, to the type of successful season that you've had. But, uh, you know, I'm curious. So, you know, uh, take me back to the preseason. Uh, what were some of the expectations you had, you know, for this team as you were heading into preseason workouts? You know, so, you know, certainly, you know, you, you want to win your league, you know, and so that was that was something that um, we didn't so much talk about, but I think that was something that was just kind of understood that, that we really felt that, that we had the opportunity to compete and, and maybe get the league. And, and, you know, then there's the district, you know, and so we wanted to advance as far as we could in districts, but, but really, um, you know, we've really begun to um, come to the point where we've identified, you know, our core values and, have some some uh, expectations that go along with our core values that really drive us in a direction to hopefully um, to be able to compete um, and then um, let the score take care of itself. So um, yeah, some of that, some of the things that you, you know you see on the scoreboard and and that the boys have been able to achieve they they've certainly uh, been something that we've. We've had our, our eyes on, um, but but really, I think when it came down to it, what were we after and what were our expectations? I, I think it had to do with, with those core values and, and such. So, you know, you've touched on, you know, some of the strengths, obviously, of this team. You know, a group that had been pretty tight-knit. Uh, you know, they'd been together since uh, basically they were youth. 
But, you know, obviously to have a season like this, there's got to be, you know, some some unexpected things that uh, come or happen along the way. I mean, were there some unexpected surprises, uh, you know, with this group or, or just, uh, you know, this uh, season in general that really uh, made you sit back and think, you know what, uh, this could really be even more special of a season than even I thought. We kind of started some of our off-season and such, you know, way back in January. And, of course, that was cut short with, with the COVID uh, come March. But then we, we were fortunate. Um, our school district was able to come up with a, a plan that allowed us to get back onto the field for all-season workouts in June. And we probably had one of our best turnouts um, through the summer. You know, we would have 25, I, I think on average about 25 boys you know, twice a week in the morning. Um, doing some workouts. And then I think, as I think about it, and you asking that question, um, I, you know, I think it comes to the boys, the stuff that they did on their own um, to develop, and then the, the cohesiveness that they were able to um, develop through the season and, and working together. And, you know, we had, we would have five or six different boys scoring, and most of those goals would come off to an assist. And then, and then I really want to uh, just mention to our, our two captains, and Will Ployer and Kate Mann, and their leadership and their example. And so, so I, I think it was just a combination of those things that allowed us to just begin to have fun playing and, and um, you know, have uh, – have the results go our way more times than not. As you watch the season unfold, I mean, you know, you get going in the season, you might get a win or two here, you know, and just keep kind of chugging along. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just see uh, how good this group actually is going to be this year. I mean, do, do you look back and say to yourself or think about a time when you looked at one of your assistant coaches and just said, you know what, uh, this moment right here basically tells me this group is ready to take a next step and we've got the potential for some really good things this year. Yeah, you know, I, I think right from the start, you know, and I, I would say even going back into the summer workouts, the, the fact that you um, – you really were never quite sure from one day to the next, you know, one one week to the next, you know, if if you were going to be able to continue. And yet the boys just they just continued to come and and do what we needed to do to follow guidelines and so forth. But um, so I, I think at that point over the summer, I, I started to begin to feel that way just because of, of their approach um, and, and their ability to just dial in and focus in on, on on the game and despite all the distractions. And then when they started playing, I, I do remember looking at um, the assistant coach at one point early on, and I just said, and I even told the boys this, um, they're just fun to watch, you know. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I've always taken an approach where, you know, the, we'll, we'll – do the, the coaching and, and the teaching and, and such in the training and then you know we're just observing during the match and, and making some adjustments but um, it, it was definitely an enjoyment to be able to stand on the sideline and just watch those guys execute and perform that uh, the way that they did. I mean, with COVID, obviously things were, you know, not the ideal situation uh, to play a season this year. But, you know, thinking back uh, with this group and seeing how well they played this year, uh, is there a part of you that wishes, you know what, I, I wish we would have had maybe a little more uh, leniency as far as, you know, where we could have gone to play, you know, maybe uh, wrangling uh, a tougher team or two along the way just to get this group a little more uh, prepared for what they were going to see come district time? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's something that we, we now wish we would have had that opportunity. Um, really, though, as we're going through the season, we're just thankful that we can play. Um, and so, you know, even looking back, those that were making the decisions, I know we're making the decision based on the information that it had. But, uh, you know, we um, we went into the first district match there with Loyal Sock, and that was the first team time we've, saw, we've seen a team outside of the league. So normally in our regular you know, season, if things are normal, we're probably playing, well, I know we're playing six teams outside of the league, and that kind of gives us a little bit of a, I think maybe a little bit better pulse on, on where we stand and, and what the competition is. So 
Yeah, looking back, certainly. You know, I wish we would have had the full schedule uh, with our non-league, but at the same time, I recognize that under the circumstances, the decisions were being made based on the information available. The season doesn't end the way you want it with a district championship, but, you know, what are some of the great memories you're going to look back on uh, with this Wellsboro soccer team this year? Well, I, I think, you know, um, for for... I don't know, going back how many years, you know, we've we've come in second to Athens. So to be able to beat Athens um, on our field and then be able to go over and beat Athens, that was that was certainly a milestone for us. And um, to see uh, Will Poyer, you know, get his 50th goal after getting his 50th assist um, last year, you know, that was that was pretty neat. Um, being able to to get into you know, the district tournament. And then this year, you know, I, I think it was unprecedented, to, to, you know, being able to have home field based on your seating. And so to be able to have our two um, postseason games, you know, at home, you know, they were certainly highlights. And um, I'm, you know, I'm probably forgetting something because there were so many, but um, just, you know, I, I think just being able to, to go through the league um, and to watch these boys perform in every match. And it, it, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but, you know, it, it wasn't because the boys folded or, I mean, Midwest, you know, they, they, they ended our journey, and, but that was a quality team. And, and so um, there was certainly disappointment that it was over, but a recognition that um, we, we came up against an opponent that was – you know, that was good enough to, to, to knock us off. So, of course, you know, as the All-Stars uh, get released this week, uh, you get, uh, you know, uh, co-players of the year in, on the offensive and defensive side in Caden Mann and Zach Singer. Obviously, uh, Will Poyer, you know, ends up being uh, the boys' player of the year as voted on. And uh, obviously, you know, Poyer gets a, another accolade as he's voted into the All-State ranks as well as he earns that honor too. I mean, uh, talk about, you know, these three guys and, and what they meant to this program. Well, uh, you know, you, you can't say enough for, well, let's, you know, I'll start with Will, you know, just, just an unselfish player. Uh, he is, he, he knows the game. He's, he's smart about the game. Uh, and, um, you know, for him to, you know, I've said this, you know, he, he got 50 assists before he got 50 goals. And, and I think that says something, you know, for somebody that, is willing to give up the ball for somebody else to have a chance to score. And in order to get the 50 assists, you know, somebody had to score 50 times, you know. So just just a remarkable player in the midfield for us. Um, Caden Mann uh, is just, just dynamic um, in, in the way that he plays. And uh, Zach Singer, you know, in, in soccer, there's not a lot of stats for your defenders. And, and yet he, uh, he played that role in our in our center back um, recognizing that his his the role he played was was significant and and he was willing to do that and and give up maybe some stats that he would have gotten otherwise um so just just three players that that i really i, I don't think you know seeing them every day i i just don't think i can overstate the value um, and, and the big big shoes that, that are going to need to be filled. On a personal note for yourself, I mean, what does it mean to you to be voted coach of the year this year in boys soccer by all of your peers? You know, it's it's an honor. I, I certainly um, certainly am, am appreciative of that uh, and recognize that. I know, you know, we all work hard at it, and uh, so when, you're, when your peers... Um, I guess bring some validation to that. Um, it, it, it's, it's, I, you know, I, I receive that as an honor, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm 
I'm just grateful. To the outside soccer fan or just sports fan in general, uh, you can look at it as, you know, a blessing that you had a season like this, but a curse that now, you know, maybe your standards are that much higher and, you know, the, the future of the program has to go now to another level. So, I mean, as we get ready to uh, get you out of here, Coach, I'm curious. I mean, what do you see now as the, the future steps for this Wellsboro Boys soccer program? Well, I'll even back this up. You know, I was the assistant coach under um, Coach Schaefer, who's now uh, with Mansfield University Women. And, and in 2017, he led the team to a Class A district title. So the bar the bar was set. In 2018, um, we, we were bumped to a double-A school. Um, so, you know, now you're bringing in, you know, some different competition, the Lewisburgs, the Midwest, the uh, Loyal Sox and, and, and such. So I, I think the level of competition has increased. But, but along with that, I, I think there's also that expectation now, you know, we've kind of got that monkey off the, our back in terms of we've won the league. And so I, I think there's an expectation now to continue to, to, to work toward um, – you know, being being contenders for the league and, and then also for the postseason. Our, our first year in Double A, you know, in 2018, we we made it to the district um, uh, playoffs, and then the last three years we made it to the semifinals. So now, you know, can we make, take that next step and, and get into the district final in Double A? But you know, I, I think it's, it's so important to. You know, we can we can talk about those things, you know, as a team and as a program, but it's really going to come down to, you know, what we're willing to invest. And, and I said this before, um, but you look at what some of these boys have been able to achieve in terms of their recognition, it, it's simply a return on their investment because when I, when I know, and I know what some of these guys are doing in the offseason, but yet I know I don't know everything they're doing. To just continue to improve and I stopped up to the weight room the other day and there's boys in the weight room already and so I, 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 I think that the expectations remain high but I also know that the um, expectation for themselves what the boys are expecting in terms of their preparation is also high so so hopefully we can keep things rolling. Coach Fitch, I got to tell you, you know, it's been a pleasure to be able to sit down with you here on the podcast this week and uh, much continued success uh, to your program. Uh, congratulations to you on the uh, NTL championship, to you and your team. And of course, congratulations, uh, you know, to you on being coach of the year. And thank you so much again for uh, being a part of the podcast this week. Well, I appreciate it, Shane. Thank you for uh, the opportunity and we'll look forward to talking to you another time. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company, dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. Continuing some NTL soccer talk here on the NTL Now podcast this week. It gives me great pleasure to be joined by the NTL Girls Offensive Player of the Year and Wellsboro Senior, Kara Clymer. And Kara, thank you so much for taking some time for the podcast this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, so Kara, before we really get into the season or whatnot, let's kind of, uh, you know, look back and uh, talk about you and, and your love of soccer and uh, all that. So kind of, uh, you know, tell me, tell the listeners out there, I mean, what really got you into the sport of soccer? 
Um, I really started the love playing soccer probably my freshman year. I got to play with my sister, who was a senior at the time, and that was just so fun. So then I really started to like, practice a lot, and I got a lot better, so then it just made it even more fun. Was it the, the sibling rivalry then of you being like a freshman? I mean, was your older sister like kind of one of those sisters who just wanted to push you and just kind of you know tease you a little bit and say, you know, if you really want to be a good player, like you better step your game up a little bit here. Oh, yeah, we definitely had a sibling rivalry, and we still kind of do, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, you know, as you got ready for your senior year this year, obviously, you know, you were going to be counted on to be one of the leaders of this team, but I'm curious, you know, as you get ready to head into some of the preseason workouts this year, I mean, what are some of the goals, some of the expectations that, you know, you're starting to, uh, you know, put on yourself as you get ready for your senior season? Well, this year I actually I started like conditioning by myself a lot because I tore my ACL last year, so I didn't get to play all last year. So I was I really wanted to have a good year, so I conditioned a lot, and I definitely uh, worked really hard to have a good season this year. Now, along those lines, you know, did you see yourself pushing yourself a little extra harder because you knew there were some lofty goals and expectations with the team? Yeah, definitely. I definitely wanted to have, like, a really big comeback, and I wanted to be able to help my team as much as I could since I didn't get to contribute at all last year. So that was really cool. Now, looking at the Wellsboro girls, you know, and the success that they had uh, as a team uh, for this season, I'm curious, you know, what were some of the strengths of this team as a whole coming into the year where you were just kind of looking around or talking with your teammates and saying, you know what, if we play our game and if, you know, we play at this level, teams are really going to have a hard time beating us. Yeah, we... We got a new coach this year, and he helped us so much. Like, we worked together so good this year. Like, that was probably the reason that we did so well was we just we started practicing in probably, like, May or June. And so we just worked so well together, and we all just had so much fun playing together that it just really helped us out a lot. I don't know if there was a week when I would read either, uh, you know, the Northern Tier Sports Report, the Daily Review, you know, just tweets in general that said, uh, you know, Kara Clymer scores two goals, Kara Clymer scores three goals. I think there was even a game where you might have had five, six, or seven. It just seemed like it was uh, shaping up that way. And you were such a dominant offensive force this year. You know, the multiple games, the multiple goals. I mean, did it just kind of work out that way for you, you know, via luck of the draw? Or was this something, you know, that was made up by design, you know, for the coaches or by the coaches, I should say, that, you know, they knew that you were going to have to be an offensive force for this team to have success? I mean, there was a lot of girls that could really score a lot of goals for us. But um, this year I was going for my 50 goals and I got that and then I was still scoring a lot of goals and I actually ended only six away from being the our schools um like I ended up being six away from the record and so that was a little bit the coaches at some point they were like just score as many as you can today like we want you to be able to get it but I didn't because we ended up having some games canceled that we never got to make up was there like a point this season where you know some of your coaches or teammates are just kind of teasing you like Kara are you like trying to score 50 goals in just this year the way things were going (laughs) Yeah, the one after the one game, our goalie said to me, she's like, how many did you have, like 20 today? And I was like, well, not 20, but quite a few. Talking with Wellsboro senior Kara Clymer here on the NTL Now podcast. Uh, obviously, in girls' soccer, one of the big hurdles is Athens. I mean, it just seems like, you know, they just have this stronghold on girls' soccer. And, of course, you know, uh, was there a part of you this year that was uh, looking forward to that matchup? Obviously, you know, they have uh, now now uh, voted, rather, uh, Player of the Year Emma Rowe. So, obviously, you know, they, there's a lot of talent over there. And, and what makes that matchup so difficult? And what's, what's so difficult about that program uh, to, to play them on the soccer field? Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to playing them this year because we didn't have too many tough games, so it's always fun to have, like, one game that's going to be really close and we're really going to have to, like, work hard for it. So I was really excited to play them both times, and they are very good. We actually have never beat them when I was on the team. I don't remember before that, but being able to tie them once was super cool, and that just motivated us so much. Um 
yeah, they have very good, like, passing, and just everything is just so good from them. So it's just really – they're a tough team to play, and it was cool to do so well against them this year. You mentioned earlier in the interview that, you know, a big motivation for you this year was coming back from the injury. And for you to bounce back and overcome the torn ACL and, you know, still have not only the career you had, but also, you know, the senior season you've had to score over 50 goals, get so close to the school record. I mean, personally, what does that mean inside your mind to have, you know, that ability to bounce back like that? Yeah, that that was that meant a lot to me like soccer is definitely my favorite sport so I always look forward to the season but this year especially considering I didn't get to play last year like I was really excited to be able to come back and help my team it just I just really wanted to have some fun I wasn't sure if we were going to have a season this year so it really meant a lot to just be able to play I mean, yeah, that's definitely, you know, something else to look at, too, uh, as far as uh, the COVID incidents and, you know, you being able to at least have as much of a season as you did. I mean, was there any time this year when you and the team were getting a little concerned, you know, hey, we might be one of the, the next schools uh, to lose out on a majority of your season when you see, you know, some of these other schools having to shut uh, sports down for a little bit? Yeah, definitely. When we were having a few games with different teams get canceled and then, it just really made me nervous a few times. I was like, I hope we're not next. Like it, I, it definitely, we were a little bit nervous about that, but thankfully we never got shut down and we could play as much as we did. So, of course, you do get into the district playoffs. Unfortunately, that doesn't go the way uh, that you want to. But, you know, just to be able to qualify for districts, I mean, is that the, the, the cherry on the top of uh, your senior career? Yeah, definitely, and I would have loved to win a game, but we have, as long as I've been on the team, we've never won a district game or even been too close, so it was, I was happy to at least make it, and I wasn't sure if they were going to do districts or not, and so it was, it was fun, I mean, it's always fun to play a harder team, so I enjoyed that, and I definitely would have liked to keep playing, but I'm super proud of our team, we did really well this year. Kara, on a personal level, what does it mean to you to be voted the NTL Girls Offensive Player of the Year this year by your peers? Oh, I was really excited to hear that I've gotten the Offensive Player of the Year. That's been something that I've really worked for, and I have, since my freshman year, I've wanted to get that, and I saw the other girls from different schools that had gotten it, and I was like, wow, they're really good. Like, It really motivated me to work so hard, so it's really really nice to see all the hard work pay off. You know, you're one of those student athletes who can look back on her career and say, you know what, I had to overcome adversity. You know, I had to overcome the knee injury. I had to work just a little bit harder to achieve the success that I wanted. I mean, does that uh, make you seem uh, very proud of yourself? And not only, you know, the the type of player that can look back and say, you know what, I feel like I've left a good mark on this program. And, you know, I, I can hold my head high and saying, you know what, I can be kind of a, a role model and somebody for, you know, the younger players to look up to, whether it be, you know, uh, the sophomores, the freshmen, or even, you know, the, the girls that are up and coming in the youth? Yeah, I definitely hope that I have been a good example and can encourage some other people because it definitely wasn't easy to bounce back and do so well this year. I definitely had to work hard, so I just hope that other people, the younger people coming up can see that and they'll be able to do it too. Now, of course, the Wellsboro girls soccer team will be without you next season. Uh, give me a little insight into the future of this girls soccer program. I mean, where do you see uh, Wellsboro girls soccer heading? There's still a lot of strong um, younger girls on the team, so hopefully they can do well next year. I think they will. Um, we still we have a great coach, so he'll be able to help them a lot. He likes to work one on one with them, and he wants to work with them this winter, so. We have a lot of potential, and I think that they can go pretty far next year, too. Now, looking at you know your future endeavors on what's coming up for you, I mean, is there a part of you that uh, wants to play at the next level? Are you looking at you know maybe uh, heading more towards you know the the academic side of college, or you know is there kind of that itch to want to try and see if maybe you know you can play uh, soccer at the next level? Yeah, I definitely would love to continue playing soccer. I haven't 
decided where I'm going to go yet, but definitely wherever I go, I'm probably going to try to play. Kara, thank you so much for taking some time here this week. Uh, congratulations uh, to you and your teammates on a great year, to you on being the Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, good luck to you with whatever uh, future endeavors may hold. And, uh, you know, thank you for taking some time this week here on the NTL Now podcast. Yeah, thank you. And again, a big thank you to Wellsboro senior Kara Clymer, the girls' offensive player of the year in soccer, for joining us here this week. Of course, a big thank you again to all of the coach of the years as well. Coach Gary Haley of Wyalusing for the girls. Coach Todd Fitch of Wellsboro for the boys. Thanks to those coaches uh, for joining me here this week as well. Also, don't forget Canton Lady Warrior Volleyball. State playoff action Saturday. Good luck to the Lady Warriors as they take on Marion Catholic 2 o'clock at Marion Catholic High School this coming Saturday. So, yes, good luck to Coach Wesneski and the Lady Warriors as they continue on in the state playoffs. Again, uh, I want to thank all the listeners out there, no matter how you tune in, Spotify, Google Play, ntlsports.com, maybe even iTunes as well, regardless of how you listen. Thanks again for tuning in uh, on your platforms. And, of course, remember, follow us on social media as well, Facebook and Instagram, NTL Now Podcast, and on Twitter at NTL Now Pod. This is Shane Wilbur saying so long. Have a great rest of your week. This has been the NTL Now Podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.